Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. so good to be gathered together as Icon Church again online today and I'm shouting out to all our campuses this morning in Chesterfield, in Derby, in Sheffield, in Rotherham and Stocksbridge. It's just so good to be together and I'm also excited today because we're starting a new series. The title of the series is Essentialism and uh, the idea behind this series is what will you carry into the new future? I uh, pinched the title from a book of the same title, but the ideas come straight out of the scriptures. And I've got some key scriptures for this series over the next three weeks that I want to just share with you. It's from Hebrews chapter 12, verses one to three. Let me read them to us today. It says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. What incredible verses they are. You know, maybe you're thinking, now you've heard the title of the series, Essentialism. Well, Paul's going to talk about priorities. Well, actually, I'm not, because... When you've got priorities, there's always something else. There's your priorities and then there's your lesser priorities. Maybe you're thinking Paul's talking about putting first things first. Well, I am, but not really, because first things means that there's second things and that there's third things. And as well as third things, there's four things. Maybe you're going to say that Paul's going to be talking about things that are at the core, the core of our life. Again, no, because there is stuff at the core And then there are other things. I'm actually going to be talking for three weeks about essential things, essentialism. Things that if they were all we had, they would be enough. And they wouldn't just be enough to survive. You know, Bear Grylls style or I'm a Christian, get me out of here style. No, they would be enough not just to survive, but to thrive, to grow actually, to go forward. In fact, These things are so essential that they ensure that, they ensure growth. Why will this series matter to us? Well, I believe that one of the greatest hindrances to joy, one of the greatest enemies of peace, is being distracted by what we think we need over what God has designed for us. So our goal in life, in fact, our goal in this series is to separate what is destiny and what is distraction. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? That we need to separate our destiny from our distraction. Uh, Recently, I was listening to a a talk. It was a lady and she used this phrase, the juggle is real. At first, I thought I'd misheard her. I thought that she'd said the struggle is real because I've heard that many times, the struggle is real. But no, I'd heard right, it was the juggle. The juggle is real. And she was talking about how in this season of life, in this moment, You know, she wasn't just a mum, she wasn't just a wife, she was an employee as well. But now she'd become a school teacher with her children being at home. She'd kind of become a fitness instructor, a counsellor to her friends. She'd, She'd got all these things happening. 
She was a negotiator between people who were living in the house at the same time, all the time. She had to become a future analyst. What will happen in the future? What's going to happen in the days ahead? And she phrased it like this, the juggle. Balancing all these things is, is real. I think we've all felt that. I, you know, it was a phrase I'd not heard before. But there are some phrases that I'd heard lately that I never want to hear again. How about you? Here's a few of mine. The new normal. How many times have you heard the new normal recently? I, yeah, I've heard it so many times, I don't want to hear it again. What about the phrase lockdown? Anybody else tired of the phrase lockdown? What about this one? We're following the science. Or this is unprecedented. You know, they're phrases I've heard so much, I'm not sure I want to hear them again. But what about you? I wonder if you've got one. If you've got a phrase that you're hearing over and over again, I wonder if there's people in Stocksbridge, in Sheffield, in Derby or Rotherham and Chesterfield. You know, if you've got a phrase, why don't you put it in the comments right now? Put it in the comments so we can see it. I wish I could see them even now as I'm speaking. You see, because I think that more helpful than phrases are questions. Questions are more helpful because questions cause us to consider, to think. Questions make us plan and hope. And the burning question of this series is this, what will you carry into the new future? I think that's a great question. There's no doubt the future is gonna look different. We don't fully know. We don't know what it will look like. And there's some decisions that we can't make just yet because we don't know how everything will look and how it, what will happen tomorrow. But we can decide what kind of people we are gonna be in the future. We can decide what kind of life we're gonna live. We can decide what kind of approach we will carry into the future. We get this moment to think about what is truly essential. And that's what I want us to do for three weeks together. So the title of the message this week is this, say yes to less, say yes to less. It comes straight out of these verses. In fact, we can begin in verse, verse one of Hebrews chapter 12, where it says this, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. You see, I'm not saying say less to growth. I'm not saying say yes to less capacity. I'm not saying say yes to less progress. I'm not saying yes to increasing. I think that some people in this season will do that. They'll say, it's all too much. I give up. It's too hard. I quit. Some people might even say, you know what? Don't talk to me about vision. Don't talk to me about growth. Don't talk to me about expansion or big ideas. It's just too much for me. I can't cope. Some people might even say, don't talk to me about ambition. Some might even say, don't talk to me about helping others because I just can't. You know, our stress levels can sometimes get so high that we can think like that and we can feel like that. And if that's you right now, it's okay. That's where you are, it's okay. But that's not the less I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of saying yes to less purpose or saying yes to less desire. desire. And the reason I'm not thinking of saying yes, yes to less of those things is because of the gospel. You see, in the gospel, Jesus answers the big questions of life. He answers the four big questions that we ask in life. Who am I? That's what, my, what is my identity? Why am I here? Does my life have meaning? What is morally right and what is morally wrong? 
And our problem is that we have taken that decision of what is right and wrong away from God. And therefore, we've become gods ourselves because we're now deciding. That was actually the sin, the original sin of Adam and Eve to take that decision away from God. And the fourth question, what is my fate? Is there a life beyond this life? Or there must be more than this. Jesus in the gospel answers those four questions and he wants us to know more in regard to all those answers. He's got more for us. I don't know if you heard that right, but I said he's got more for us. It's not about you and me striving, but it's about his receiving, receiving what he's got. He's got it. It's in his hand. He wants to let us understand our true identity, for us to discover our purpose, our meaning, for us to live life in a way that's right and best for us. At Icon Church, we call that human flourishing and ultimately our destiny. God has got that in his hands. So saying yes to less isn't about abandoning those things. No, we are saying yes to less so we can say yes to the best. These verses actually tell us to say yes to less of two things. Here they are. The first one is this. Throw off everything that hinders. That verse is talking about burdens, weights, things that hold us back, things that slow our progress. The writer here is saying, throw them off. There's weights, there's burdens that hold you back. Throw them off. And then the second thing he says, throw off the sin that so easily entangles. And the word entangled here means to wrap around or to capture, to ensnare us. Two things, weights, burdens, and sin. I feel like I'm teaching today, but I know that these truths are going to help somebody. You see, because the writer is asking this question, what is stopping you? And I want to ask us all that question today. What is stopping us? What is stopping your progress? What's holding you down? And he lists these two things, weights and burdens and sin. So let's consider weights and burdens. You know, I've heard the phrase many times, lay your burdens down. And often we think about burdens as our troubles, don't we? But in this verse, our burdens aren't really our troubles. They're, They're weights. They're things that hold us back. They're hindrances. And Jesus says to us, the Holy Spirit says to us in these verses, throw them off. He doesn't say place them gently on the ground. He says, no, get radical, throw them off. Throw off those weights, throw off those hindrances so that you can run the race God has for you. You know, I've heard that people in Rotherham can get a little bit radical. Maybe you're in the comments, maybe you're in the chats right now. I've heard that people, you know, in Chesterfield can get a little bit radical. It's time to get radical about some of this stuff and throw off those burdens, not just lay them down. You see, I think there's many of us today and we need to throw off the past. If we're going to go forward with just the essentials, just the things that help us thrive, just the things that actually help us flourish in life, if we're going to embrace our destiny over distraction, then we've got to throw off the past. You see, let me say this. Don't let what's behind you make you miss what God is putting before you. Let me say it again. Don't let what's behind you make you miss what God is putting before you I wonder how many times you took your driving test Uh, you know I passed my test first time Jeannie passed her test first time my mum passed her test the fourth time I know there are people in Icon Church who took way more than that 
and, uh, and I salute you. You know, if it took you two, three, four, five, however many times, I salute you because you didn't let what was past and behind you stop you. Uh, why, don't, why don't you put in the chat how many times, put in the comments how many times it took you to pass your driving test. Let's see what the record is because nobody's going to judge you. In fact, no, we're not judging you today. We're saluting you and we're praising you. We're saluting you because you didn't stop. You didn't let what was behind you cause you to miss what God had for you. You see, your past can be your prison or it can be your passport. Your past can be a weight, a weight that holds you back, a weight that stops you progressing, a weight that stops you saying yes. Your past can do that. Or it can be your passport, a passport that is going to let you go somewhere that others haven't been, a passport that means you will help somebody that others can't help. It's time to throw down your past. It's time to let it go and not just lay it down gently. If your past has been your prison, it's time to throw it off. I'm believing for that today. I'm praying for that today. I'm believing that there are people watching today. There are people in Icon Church today. There are people all across the world today. And today's the day that the past stops hindering you. The second weight I want to think about is the weight of offense. You know, offense can be a weight. The offense itself is an event, but offended is a choice. Everybody faces offense in life, but not everyone chooses to live offended. Maybe you got offended, and it's, it's become a distraction, but it's not your destiny. And if you carry offense like it's your destiny, I want to say it will hinder you. It'll hold you down. It'll pull you back. It can hold you down, or you can throw it down. Offense can hold you down or you can throw it down. You see, you can say today, I'm over it. And maybe somebody wants to put that in the comments. You know what? I'm over it because it's not essential. I'm not carrying it into my future. It's not essential. And you might say, Paul, but I still feel it. I know. And you may feel it for a while. And those feelings are partly there because the enemy wants you to carry it. He wants you to think that's your destiny to live offended because he knows if you can throw it off, you will run. Like the verses say, you will run the race that God has marked out for you. There's a little phrase in Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. I love it. Paul is talking, he's writing to a church in Philippi and what's happening is some people are preaching Jesus and they're doing it with wrong motives. And you would think Paul would shut them down and some of Paul's followers wanted to shut them down, but Paul says, hey, but what does it matter? What does it matter? Jesus is being preached. Oh, I love that verse. Paul is saying, so what? Let it go. It's not your concern. Rejoice because Jesus is being preached. It may not be perfect. They may be preaching with the wrong motives, but what does it matter? The situation might not be exactly as we want it, but it's not important. It's not essential. I want us to consider today that there can be things in our life and they don't really matter. It's not essential. Throw it down. Come on, let's say it together. I'm over it. It's gone. It's nailed to the cross. It's gone. Weights and burdens. And there are many others other than those I've spoken about. It's time today. It's time to throw them down. I'm encouraging you. The second thing that the writer here talks about is Weights, burdens, and the sin that entangles us. We know the word sin means to miss the mark, to fall short of a standard. 
You know, weights and burdens hinder our progress, but they're not necessarily sins. They're burdens, they're unnecessary weights. But the sins are those things where we miss the mark that God has for us. And we know that things are sins because sin always breaks relationship. It breaks either relationship with God, it breaks relationship with others, it breaks the relationship with our world, and it can even break our relationship with ourselves. It's a substandard way of living, falling short of what Jesus has for us. And I don't know if you noticed, but in this verse it says sin entangles us. You know, sin can sometimes, it can just start like a small thing, a small comment, a small conversation, a little look, a small desire. But then you just get embroiled, you get entangled. And sometimes you don't know until you think, where did that go? Where did my relationship with God go? Where did I get such a low self-esteem? Where did my relationship with others go? Where did my relationship with this world, where did it go? Where did my joy go? How did that happen? You know, I was talking recently to a friend and they were saying to me, you know, I was living a great life. I had a great job. I had a great career. I had a great marriage, had a great calling. And it was almost like I woke up one morning and it was all gone. And you know, the things that caused it, they started out so small. But they start out small and we get entangled and they actually break our relationship with God and our relationships with others. You know, not only can you get entangled in your own stuff, you can get entangled in someone else's stuff, someone else's sin, someone else's offense. You know, we can say things like, well, they don't like them, so now I don't like them. They don't trust that person, so now I don't trust that person. And you know, Jesus says to us today, we can throw these things off. What are we throwing off today? We're throwing off the thoughts that Jesus is not thinking. We're throwing off the plans that Jesus is not planning for us. And we're throwing off the actions that Jesus doesn't want us to do. And these verses tell us today, it's good news that we can actually throw it, throw it off. And these verses also tell us how. I'm sure you're asking, well, how do I do that? How do I, I throw off my past? How do I throw off my offense? How do I throw off those entanglements that I've got in my life? I'm so glad that these verses show us how to do that, how to say yes to less. And it's so important because God wants you to run the race, not limp, not be weighed down, but to run the race. He wants you to live life with a lightness of spirit, with a joy, with hope, with peace, with love. He wants you to be free. And that's how God wants you to, to live. So as I draw this message to a close, I just want to share two instructions in these verses from the Holy Spirit. Here's the first. Get in the cloud, not in the crowd. Let me say that again. Get in the cloud, not in the, in the crowd. Hebrews 12 and verse 1, the first verse we read says, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Who is he talking about? What's this cloud of witnesses? Well, he's talking about the people he's just written about in chapter 11. And I've got some homework for you this week. Why don't you read chapter 11 and get literally in the cloud? And the Holy Spirit, I believe, will speak to you and the Holy Spirit will let you apply their actions of faith to your life. You see, in chapter 11, you know, the writer mentions Abel. He's in the cloud and Abel is an example 
of bringing your best offering to God, bringing God an acceptable offering. He's in the cloud. He talks about a guy called Enoch. And Enoch, he's in the cloud too. And it just says about Enoch that he's a guy who pleased God. He made God happy. I kind of like to think of it that when God was having a bad day, he said, let's go see Enoch. When God was frustrated at other people, come on, let's go visit Enoch. He makes me happy. I wonder if you've got people in your life like that. People that you can say, let's go see them. Let's talk to them because they, they make me feel safe. They calm my spirit. They lift. I'm lifted when I'm in the, my, their presence. Noah, he's in that list. He's in the cloud because he obeyed. He listened and obeyed and he did it for a long time. Actually did it for 120 years. Abraham, like Noah, he's in the cloud because he obeyed, but not just because he obeyed, but because he had a vision, a vision that God would do something bigger that had never been seen before. And I hope you have got people like that in your world too. I hope Icon Church is that for you as well, to help you see things bigger, help you see things better. And then Moses' mother, she's in the cloud. She's not even named in Hebrews 11. We know her name was Jochebed. But she's in the cloud because she had the faith to hide him. Because she knew, as the book of Acts tells us, that Moses was no ordinary child. In other words, she treated this child like God had something special for him to do. Parents, what an example she is. What a hero to us she is. And what an example of the way that we can lead children and seek to influence future generations because we know God has got something special for them. What an example. Get in the cloud, not in the crowd. You see, because the crowd isn't saying those things. The crowd isn't thinking that way. The Facebook crowd, you know, isn't saying do that. They're not saying on Facebook, give God your best, give God the best of you. No, it's the cloud. It's the cloud of witnesses that is saying that. And that cloud is here too. That there are people of faith alive today. It's not just people who've gone before. It's not just biblical heroes, but there are people alive today. And it's not just the super Christians on Instagram. No, they live right here with us. They're here in Sheffield, in Chesterfield, in Stocksbridge, in Derby, in Rotherham. They're right here. People who think differently. People who don't think like the crowd. People who don't think like the Twitterati. People who won't live afraid. Oh, they'll feel the fear, like we all do, but they won't live afraid. People who will live with hope and people who will step out and do things in faith. People who will obey like Noah, like Abraham. They're here. People like Jochebed, Moses' mom, who will think that God has got great things for you. They're here. They're right here. They're part of the cloud too. I'm encouraging you today. Get in the cloud, not in the crowd. What about this? It's time to put your head in the cloud. It's time to take your head out of the crowd and put your head in the cloud. Put your head in the cloud. I wonder if anybody twi tweets that today. You know, tweet it if you dare. Put your head in the cloud. No one will know what you're talking about. No one will know what you're saying. That's the first instruction from the Holy Spirit today. Get in the cloud, not in the crowd. It's the first instruction to help us live with what's essential, to say yes to less so we can say yes to the best. The second instruction is this. It's in verse two. It's so amazing. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who's the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. 
pioneer and perfecter of our faith. One translation calls him the author and the finisher of our faith. That word pioneer in the original language, the Greek means the first in a long line. In other words, Jesus doesn't want to be the only person who lives this way. He wants you and me to get in line too and live like that also. He wants you and me to be people of faith. He's the perfecter also. He doesn't just start that way. He finishes that way. From beginning to end, Jesus lives the life of faith. And the writer here tells us, here's how you do it. Here's how you say yes to less so you can say yes to the best. You fix your eyes on Jesus. At Icon Church, I love our baptism t-shirts because on the back it just says it's all about Jesus. You want to know what to do? Look at Jesus. Fix your eyes on him. Because that's the essential thing for life. It's so important because we've just talked about heavy weights and burdens that can hold us back. We've talked about sin that can entangle us and break our relationship. But the Bible doesn't say fix your eyes on your burden or fix your eyes on your sin. Too many Christians do that. They fix their eyes on their weaknesses, fix their eyes on their sins. But the Bible tells us don't fix your eyes on them. Throw them aside and fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus because on the cross, Jesus dealt with all of our sin. Fix your eyes on Jesus because on the cross, Jesus reveals to us that God is love. On the cross, Jesus cries out, Father, forgive them. On the cross, it's where Jesus reveals that God is our Savior, the one who will rescue us. And it's on the cross where Jesus conquers sin so that he can say, it is finished, it is done. And so the scriptures here tell us, fix your eyes on Jesus. What are you looking at today? Maybe you're looking at your burdens. Maybe you're looking at your heavy weights. Maybe you're looking at your failings, your weaknesses, your sins even, your entanglements that seem to hold you back. Maybe you're looking today at other people's sins. You know, if you are going to carry only what is essential into the future, you have to fix your eyes on Jesus. He's paid the price, the victory has won. I don't know about you, but I want to celebrate that today. Come on, somebody. Jesus has won the victory. Let me say something about Jesus and then I close. Jesus is a counterculture revolutionary. And therefore, because you're a follower of him by association, so are you. It's not like Jesus likes just to be contrary or awkward. No, it's because his kingdom and therefore our kingdom is from another place. The kingdom of Jesus has got different thoughts, different ideas, different values, different approaches. And so that means I have too. So I'm not flowing with the fear. I mean, like you, I may feel afraid, but I'm not going to flow with the fear. The fear isn't going to stop me. I'm not going to add to the hysteria. I'm not going to contribute to the madness. I'm for peace. I'm speaking faith, hope and love. I'm speaking hope and life. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. I know this, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn for good. I'm not shaming anyone today for anything. I'm declaring shame off you. I'm not into them and us because Jesus isn't into them and us. I'm just saying you belong here. There's no them and us. It's just us. No male, no female, no slave, no free, no black or white. It's just us, baby. It's just us. And being a counterculture doesn't mean you have to do crazy stuff. You've not got to go and chain yourself to some railings today. But it does mean living in the cloud and not following the crowd. And it does mean 
fixing your eyes on Jesus. It does mean that we will listen today to the instruction of the Holy Spirit. And I, like you, want to know what to carry forward. And therefore, I can ask this question today. Would Jesus carry that? Would Jesus think like that? Would Jesus speak like that? Would Jesus hold on to that? Again, this is where the cloud is so important because those people of faith give us the example. Because the Jesus in Twitter may not be the Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Jesus on Facebook, he's definitely not the Jesus of Scripture. But the Jesus that we follow gets demonstrated by the cloud of witnesses. He gets demonstrated and revealed through the people of faith. Jesus on the cross defeats his enemy. Everything conspires to crush him. Everything gathers in that place on Golgotha's hill, the cross, to destroy him. Everything comes together to destroy him. Satan, sin, religion, the empire of Rome. But Jesus defeats all his enemies on the cross. And in fact, three days later, Jesus defeats even death itself as he rises from the grave. That's where I'm fixing my eyes. What about you? I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I feel like we need to take a five second praise break. I don't know how you do that on the internet, but I'm getting so excited. We need to lift him up. We need to praise his name. We need to do something right now to declare that Jesus is the victor and I am fixing my eyes on him. So in closing, let me say this. We need to say yes to less. We need to say that we're only carrying the essentials forward. Everything else can go. Did you hear that? Everything else, it can go. You don't need it. You don't need them. You can throw down the weights today, and I'm going to pray for us. You can throw down the burdens, the things that hinder us. We need to be radical people today. We need to have a quiet resolve today. We need to be able to throw down entanglements, sin. We need to throw down thinking so that we can be free. Conversations, we need to get rid of some of that stuff because just like Paul says, what does it matter? We need to say yes to less so you can say yes to the best. I've got one more verse and then I'm gonna pray. It's 1 Corinthians 9, 24. And it says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? We're all running. But Paul says this, But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. If you and I can say yes to less, we are running in a way that gets the prize. I'm going to pray and then we're going to straight after I say amen, we're going to straight back into worship and lift up the name of Jesus and exalt him and praise him. So Lord, I pray today for every person watching, for every person around the world, for every person in Icon Church that's heard your word today, that we will be able to listen to the instruction of the Holy Spirit and we will be able to say yes to less, that we will be able to throw off our burdens I'm believing for that right now. Right now in this moment, the burdens are actually being lifted. The burdens are being taken away, weights. And that we will also be able to break free of the sin that can entangle us. There are relationships. There are things that hold us back and they entangle us. There's conversations, there's things. And I am praying, God, that we can throw them down today through the help of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the freedom and I thank you for the promise that when we do that, we can run the race 
that you have marked out for us. And everyone said, Amen. Let's worship together. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.